Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. And welcome to Real Presence Live. My name is Father Tim Smith, and we're broadcasting this morning from Holy Cross Catholic Church in Ipswich, South Dakota, the heart of the Real Presence Radio Listening Network, and all the way from North Dakota, South Dakota, Minnesota, to parts unknown on the World Wide Web. We are sharing Catholic life and love in the light of Jesus Christ, the Lumen Christi, with all the world as we celebrate what the Lord is doing in our hearts and in our minds each day in His Holy and Catholic and Apostolic Church. Again, my name is Father Timothy Smith. I'm the pastor of Holy Cross Parish in Ipswich and part of the Real Presence Radio Listening Family. And we've got some great guests lined up this morning as we uh, look to see what's ahead in a parish near you as we continue to celebrate this season of hope, this season of Advent, as we prepare our hearts for the coming of our King and our Savior, Jesus Christ. But let's begin this morning with some prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father in heaven, we give you thanks for all the blessings you bestow upon us this day. We ask that you would strengthen us in any adversity or temptation, or fill us with your gladness and joy as we continue to share the good news of the gospel with every person we meet. We ask that our kindness would be known to all people through the power of your grace and the working of the Holy Spirit in the hearts of your people. We ask all this through Christ our Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, I'm so grateful to uh, share Catholic life and love with you this morning, and we're grateful to be joined by uh, one of the faithful shepherds of the church, a uh, personal friend of mine and priest of the Diocese of Sioux Falls, uh, Father Kevin O'Dell. Father Kevin O'Dell is the pastor of St. Therese uh, Catholic Church in uh, Sioux Falls. He's also been involved in Catholic education and is also uh, has a doctorate in psychiatry and has well over 40 years of practice and experience, not only in education, but in serving the people of God and the people of the world through his professional work. Father Kevin O'Dell, welcome to Real Presence Live this morning. Thank you, Father Tim. How are you? I'm doing really good. And, uh, you know, in this season of, of hope, this season of Advent, I got a little recharge as we just celebrated Gaudete Sunday. We, we lit the rose-colored candle and, of course, uh, brought a little uh, festivity to this time of year, especially these dark days, Father Kevin. Um, they're, they're, the daylight just seems to be shrinking away. Um, and, uh, you know, singing these Advent hymns, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, uh, really looking forward to uh, just the light of Jesus in these days. Um, how are things going in your parish and in the ministry that you do in your, in, at, there at St. Therese? They're going well. Um, of course, we're adding a hall on to St. Therese, and so that's been a lot of work getting that going. <clears throat> but also, uh, just 
continuing to reach out in a variety of different formats, uh, uh, certainly online and um, on the air to uh, bring the message of Jesus Christ to other people. Well, Father Kevin, you know, I, the season of Advent is a season of hope, um, you know, bringing the light of Jesus in, into the darkness and into the areas in our lives. You know, how do you see in your own pastoral work that hope is needed in our world today? Well, I think I may have shared this with you before, but um, in my more than, you know, 40 years of being in clinical practice, um, I've never quite seen a time where there's as much uh, disturbance in the way people perceive hope and embrace hope in their life as I've seen in the last two years. And, of course, we're coming out of a time where there's been a tremendous amount of change because of the pandemic. Uh, and it's difficult, I think, for many people to readjust to a world that uh, has completely, uh, in many ways, changed. Yeah, there's been so many changes, and it seems like such a long stretch of time, that year and a half, uh, all the different you know trials and, and tribulations people have experienced, um, and even a dramatic shift in, in how they live, how they work, um, and how they most especially practice their faith, uh, depending on where they may live, whether there are listeners from Minnesota or North Dakota or right here in, in South Dakota or other parts of the world. They've experienced this this big change, and, and other commentators, even here on Catholic Radio, whether it's Dr. Ray Garendi or, or Dr. Dr. Gregory Popcheck, some of our other shows that we have throughout the day on Catholic Radio, they've mentioned too. A lot of people are experiencing uh, more family divisions, and 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 they've noticed an uptick in that in their own work just here on Catholic Radio. So, what have you been doing in your parish to kind of help encourage hope in this time that's really unprecedented unprecedented well the first thing of course i think because of my own background in um psychology and social work is to be able to name for people the things that they might be feeling so for example people that uh are in feeling some lack of hope uh and depression i think sometimes they feel hesitant to say i'm really depressed so to be able to name that and uh, to assure them that <clears throat> it's something that many people have experienced is one of the first things that we can do, that I can do, to help them uh, come to grips with some of the, the lack of hope maybe that is out there. Secondly, I think, you know, I, I really do believe, and I think you and I share this in many ways, that Fear is one of the most corrosive of all the human emotions or experiences. And to be able to give people an opportunity to talk about their fear uh, and what motivates it and that there is hope uh, in our faith and in the great and loving presence of Jesus Christ. And that, that's a beautiful encouragement because... Uh, just naming it, acknowledging these thoughts, these feelings, these anxieties. We heard it in the second reading at Mass this past Sunday, uh, St. Paul's own encouragement to the Philippians, you know, have no anxiety at all, you know. 
at all times, you know, rejoice in, in what God is doing. And But we need that encouragement. Like, there's a reason why St. Paul was encouraging the, the faithful community at that time. There was cause for concern. And the same is true now. And just in helping people and say, hey, you know, how, where are you at? How are you doing? Um, how can we, you know, really affirm what Jesus is doing in your life and that he's there for you? So what spiritual resources have you been using, Father Kevin, um, just to kind of help people strengthen their hope? Um, and these are things that people can find, you know, at a parish just like your own at St. Therese there. What have you been doing with your people? Well, one of the things uh, that I did this year was uh, dedicate the entire season of Advent to really investigating uh, the Christian virtue and hope uh, or the, the Christian virtue of hope in our lives, so that uh, each Sunday we dedicated uh, a different segment and a different teaching to hope. So the first Sunday we talked about um, hope as being surrendered to the will of God uh, and trust in Jesus Christ. Uh, the second Sunday we talked about uh, the virtue of humility and how we are called to be right-sized, uh, and when we're right-sized, that hope becomes real to us. And last Sunday, uh, I talked about the importance of work and how work is a sharing in God's creation, co-creative powers, and how sometimes when we lack a sense of hope in our lives, uh, we doubt that we have anything to offer uh, the world or to offer in the name of God in sharing in that co-creation. Mm-hmm. And then the next week, this final week, we'll be talking about the gift of serenity and peace. Yeah, and, and always reaffirming, you know, that that even that, that great prayer uh, that comes to us and, and is used in the recovery movement of uh, the serenity prayer, God, grant me the serenity uh, to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. There's so much, even in that petition for serenity, for, for peace, um, that's packed into that, um, filled with the, the gifts that God gives us in, in wisdom and in understanding, but also uh, the fruits of, of being in Christ is the fruit of, of the Spirit of the Holy Spirit, is, is that, that joy and that peace of mind. And of course, Jesus is the Prince of Peace, and uh, his mother, uh, the Blessed Virgin Mary, is the Queen of Peace. Uh, they they have those titles in our in our devotional life, and so just to really focus on the peace uh, that the Holy Family brings us during this time of year, even in these dark days. You know, Father Kevin, this time of year, as we get approaching the winter solstice, how do you think even just like the 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 amount of sunlight? There's natural reasons that people you know experience obstacles to hope and are tempted to despair. How much does even this low light that we experience this time of year affect people? Do you see that in your own practice? Well, very definitely. I think whenever we have, you know, a change of seasons where there is not as much sunlight, uh, where it gets dark early, um, we have a tendency sometimes to uh, kind of experience more mood disorders than we do uh, during the summer when we can be out and about and where there's sunlight, uh, you know, that we can have until quite late at night. So 
So I think I see more of a, a sense of mood disorders, a depression, um, some mild, uh, you know, dysthymia, that type of thing that, that happens at this time of the year. And people really just kind of hunker down and, you know, they stay inside. And when they stay inside and don't do a lot, I think that also opens the door for uh, feeling depressed as well. You know, one thing, Father Kevin, I've always appreciated uh, about the work you've been doing during this past year at St. Therese, along with uh, the deacon that you have at your parish, uh, Deacon Thane, is that in your celebrations of the, of the Mass and the, in the streaming of the Mass that you make available online at your parish, you're always encouraging people uh, to come back and to worship the Lord in person and come back to Mass, trying to really kind of put at ease some of those anxieties. What would we say are some of, some of those, uh, uh, you know, things that can help people in our life? We all may have people in our life that, that really need that extra encouragement. What do you think is a, is a loving but also uh, effective way in, in encouraging people to say, hey, this is the time now for you um, to, to come back and, and really reinsert yourself in the presence of Jesus. What, what have you found effective or what's helpful for us as just lay people who are listening right now? Well, certainly one of the most important things when you're in person at Mass, you have the opportunity to receive the body and blood of Christ. And that is the uh, remedy for everything. Uh, that is the remedy that touches our heart and changes us and uh, helps us to endure here on earth uh, the things that we experience uh, looking forward to God's kingdom in heaven. Uh, that being said, you know, I think the other thing that happens when we encourage people to come back, uh, in addition to receiving the Eucharist, they're again associating with people. And when they associate with people, uh, a sense of hope again gets engendered in their heart. Um, and it helps them deal with their fear. So to encourage them to come back and uh, be there in person uh, is not only important in terms of the sacrament, but also in terms of the community that it reinserts into their life. Um, And last, I think that uh, there's just something about being present in the Church that uh, gives us hope. Just the smell and the the smell of incense and uh, the whisper of the of the carols, all of those things help reinsert a hope. That's a beautiful, uh, really tangible uh, experience of faith that you just described for us. You know, uh, the smell of incense, even the smell of beeswax uh, by by a votive candle stand. Uh, those things that are part of the incarnate uh, reality of Catholic life fill us with hope during this this Advent season, the lighting of the Advent wreath. There's so many of those sensible experiences that really do are part of that embodied experience of faith that you'll never be able to access through a streaming platform. We're going to take a short break. We're on air this morning with Father Kevin O'Dell, priest of the Diocese of Sioux Falls, and also a well-seasoned professional counselor and psychiatrist. And we're talking about living faith in the season of hope during the season of Advent. Stay tuned right here on Real Presence Live. We'll be right back.
Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Do you know a priest who has made a difference in your life or at your parish? One who has helped you through a loss, discern an important decision, or celebrated the sacraments with you and your family? Real Presence Radio would like to know about these amazing priests. Visit our website at realpresenceradio.com contact to nominate your priest. And each week on Real Presence Live, we will recognize one of our priests with a dozen donuts generously donated by a local business. Help us honor our fathers by nominating your priest today. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. Have interruptions impacted your charitable giving? If you feel like you have less to give this year or are waiting until you get through these recent challenges, we want to let you know about some creative gift options that won't cost you a dime this year. For example, you could designate Real Presence Radio as the beneficiary of all or percentage of your IRA or make RPR beneficiary of a percentage of your estate or specific asset. Make a bequest commitment gift this year without impacting your savings or investments. To learn more about the benefits of making a charitable bequest, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. Hi, I'm Carrie Dew, the Executive Director of Riverview Place in Fargo. The blessing of our foundation built on faith and our sense of fellowship strengthens our sense of safety, security, and community. This is what the region has come to rely on at Riverview Place for the past 35 years. We'd love to have you join us. Call 701-237-4700 to set up a tour today or check us out at homeishere.org. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. My name is Father Tim Smith. We're broadcasting from Holy Cross Catholic Parish in Ipswich, South Dakota, heart of the Real Presence Radio Listening Network. And we're grateful this morning to be sharing Catholic light and grace and this morning our guest is Father Kevin O'Dell. Father Kevin O'Dell is a priest of the Diocese of Sioux Falls, pastor of St. Therese Parish, and also uh, has been in the field of psychiatry as a doctor of psychiatry, as well as a Catholic educator for many years, even prior to his priesthood. Uh, Father Kevin, again, uh, grateful for your pastoral experience, but also uh, your deep faith and your love of the, of the, of the church and, and leading people to the light of Jesus um, you know, we've been talking about how the season of Advent can help us, uh, particularly during any times of despair or, or darkness and that people may be experiencing. And so you've mentioned earlier in the last segment, uh, just in these last two years after the pandemic experience, um, that you've seen, you know, a lot of obstacles to hope and you've been talking about building up that hope in the hearts and minds of our people uh, one of the things that a lot of people have experienced is the loss of a loved one in these last two years. Uh, it could have been from a chronic illness. It could have been related to the pandemic. Um, and recently you did an event with Catholic Family Services 
for those who are mourning the loss of a loved one. Tell our listeners about that event that you hosted at St. Therese Parish. Well, as uh, many people know, Catholic Family Services sponsors a regular grief group program where individuals who have suffered the loss of someone, uh, either because of uh, an illness in uh, you know, the cause of death or an accident, whatever it may be, can come for a period of weeks and months to uh, learn how to cope with that grief in their life. And this past uh, week, we sponsored a grief service in which uh, people came together that had experienced loss at St. Therese Parish uh, for a time of prayer and a time of speech and a time of uh, where different talks were shared with them, and then uh, we had a candle lighting ceremony in which they remembered uh, their deceased members of their family. Um, and of course, the purpose of that was, you know, uh, manyfold. Number one, to get people together to express their grief in common, um, and also to instill in them a sense of the eternal hope that we have in in Jesus Christ and in God's uh, eternal love for us in heaven. So one of the things that I, of course, experienced in that was a sense that when people are able to come together and publicly express their grief, there is a release of that uh, grief in such a way that there's a healing that starts to occur. Um, And so there is a also a sense that there are ways that uh, they can that people can continue to celebrate uh, important life events uh, in such a way that they find joy and peace as well. That's a great way to prepare uh, as we get entering into the uh, we'll enter into the Christmas season. Of course, when Christmas is different, when you know a loved one is no longer there to share that experience. Uh, uh, yeah, things are going to be different when uh, a spouse or a relative or a family member isn't going to be there anymore. And so just that time of, of public prayer and that public expression of, of sorrow uh, is a great help for people. You know, what about people who experience, uh, you know, f- familial division or there's there's been a disagreement in the family? It could have been over just a regular family matter, or it could be related to differences of opinion in regards to uh, the news or, or public policy. We see all sorts of areas of contention reflected in our popular media. Sometimes we talk about that on Catholic radio throughout the day. Um, how do we live in that as members of the church? What encouragement can you give our listeners who are really anxious about a family gathering because it may erupt in some disagreement or there's past hurt or anger. How can people uh, prayerfully be ready for those experiences during the Christmas time? Well, one of the things, of course, I I think is in many of those situations, there is a lack of forgiveness. Mm. Something has been said and done, and, you know, a grudge or a resentment is, is carried forward in somebody's heart. And as long as that's present, that just eats away at uh, our well-being and our <clears throat> sense of, of needing uh, some serenity in our lives. So 
I think the first thing that we've really got to grapple with is how we forgive those that have hurt us in our own family. And that's not always easy to do. But um, one of the ways that, of course, you know, I think all of us uh, have been taught to do that is to pray constantly for those that have hurt us, asking not only that uh, we be able to forgive them, but that God continue to bless them uh, and raise them up as well. Um, another thing that I think often happens in family gatherings, uh, you're sharing some libations, you know, mm -hmm. and when you share libations, it lowers the uh, uh, threshold, I think, of, that people have, and arguments can start more quickly. So I, I just would encourage people, this Christmas in particular, to watch carefully your chemical intake because that can cause big problems as well. Yeah, that that's very true. Uh, people's filter kind of comes off, and we may notice. And uh, we're members of the church. Uh, of, of course, Catholics uh, have no prohibitions. We exercise the virtue of prudence in, in all things, whether they'd be delicious holiday treats or uh, tasty libations, whether it be the eggnog or uh, other... Uh, kind of family traditions or even just a good glass of red wine. Um, but the, again, as you mentioned, sometimes those things may be uh, kind of a, a striking point that really uh, fire the people's uh, tongues and their imaginations, and perhaps they would say things they wouldn't normally say that would be imprudent in their conversation with the people that they love the most. Um, and I, I can speak from my own personal experience with that in my own life, Father Kevin, and I'm sure you've seen your fair share of it, too, in your own adult life and also life as a priest. Um, one thing, Father Kevin, right now, there are parishes. I know you're getting ready to go do a reconciliation service at the Catholic High School this morning. And so this, is a, this week is really going to be filled in, in our parishes all around the upper Midwest. And, of course, in the Church Universal, there's an opportunity for reconciliation, the sacrament of confession. What encouragement can you give our listeners who it's been a while, or they have those sorts of things in their hearts? Anything we've talked about today, how can people take these things and bring them into the sacrament of reconciliation so they can be filled with God's grace um, from that sacramental experience? Well, you know, I, of course, you know, with when you're talking with with me, I am a huge proponent of frequent confession. Um, I think that the gift of the sacrament of reconciliation is such a wonderful gift of the Lord that we can come and not only confess our own sin and shortcomings, but also get a sense of peace, knowing that those sins have been forgiven. Uh, and then to get some advice about, hey, <clears throat> what can I do to help further my peace and the peace of other people by the way I live my life? Hmm. Uh, and the Sacrament of Reconciliation, uh, I, I tell people when they come to confession, you know, that I go once a week, and it isn't because I'm so good that I go. It's because I need to have that reconciliation with the Lord uh, and also to have that sense of peace that comes from that sacrament. Uh, when I walk out of confession, I feel remade in many ways. Uh, and I just encourage people that if you have been away for a time, not to fear coming back, that the priest is going to be there to help you, 
to guide you through uh, a confession, no matter uh, how long it's been since you've been there. Maybe you've even forgotten how to do it. The priest will be there to help you. Uh, and I guarantee you this, that um, if you then make it a practice to go to confession each month uh, and you don't see a difference in your life in six months, come back and tell me and I'll refund all your misery. Yeah, no Is kidding. Yeah, what else do we have to hold on to but uh, uh, our own pent-up uh, experience? And uh, yeah, certainly regular frequent uh, use of the sacrament of confession is, is a great opportunity just to be freed. Uh, Jesus came to set the captives free, so why would we let uh, these negative uh, actions, these, these sins, these uh, fears, these anxieties, these grudges, why would we want to allow those things to direct our thoughts and actions in everyday life? Uh, sometimes, Father Kevin, when, I, when I'm working with someone, I'll say, do you have any grudges? They'll say, oh, I, I don't think so. I, I'm usually pretty good about everybody. And I said, when you go down the grocery aisle, is there anybody that you see in the aisle and you say, I'm not going down that aisle because <laughs> I don't want to see yeah. that person. And they go, oh, yeah, there's a few of those people. I said, well, let's, let's hit on those, you know, because that's the stuff. Sometimes it's such a part of, of our fiber of our being that we just have become accustomed to redirecting our lives and, and God wants us to be uh, live in the freedom of the sons and daughters of God. So, Father Kevin, thank you. Father Kevin O'Dell, priest of the Diocese of Sioux Falls, thank you for being on air with us on uh, the Diocese of Sioux Falls. Father Kevin, if people want to watch you celebrate Mass, what's the website for uh, St. Therese Parish there in Sioux Falls? Well, you, if you want to watch, you just get on uh, YouTube, and then you go uh, St. Therese Sioux Falls, and you'll be on the web. Or you'll be on the uh, YouTube site in which we sponsor the liturgy. And you also do reflections and meditations on there as well. So I, I wanted to point our listeners to that because you're a great resource, um, and we're grateful for your priesthood and for your encouragement and faith. Thanks for being on with us this morning, this morning Father Kevin. Thank you, Father Kim. Have a good and blessed day. You too. Up next, we're going to talk with an organization that provides hope and strength to families who are in need. That's right here on Real Presence Live. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. Radio Network. 